Hello, this is The Playground, and my name is Julia, and I am here with my friend, Juliana. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. I've listened to so many episodes, and now it's my time to be in an episode. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, I am so excited to have you here. We've definitely been planning this for so long. Like, I think we've been planning this since like spring of this year and now it's fall so yeah or whenever you started this podcast is when oh wait that's so true so maybe like at the beginning of 2022 yeah to plan this why are we so busy oh we're just busy girls getting that bread hustling that's right so what song have you brought for us today Okay, so for all the Swifties out there, I brought Karma by Taylor Swift. It's in her new album that she released last weekend. And by the way, I'm not a Swiftie. I don't consider myself a Swiftie. I do like some of her songs. But in specifically, I really love this song. And I have so much to talk about regarding karma and so that is why I chose this song and it's been on replay for like the past two days I'm obsessed okay I'm so excited to listen to it you're talking shit for the hell of it addicted to betrayal but you're relevant you're terrified to look Cause if you dare, you see the glare Of everyone you burn just to get there It's coming back around And I keep my side of the street clean My pennies made your crown Trick me once, trick me twice Don't you know the cash ain't the only price It's coming back around And I keep my side of the street clean You
thunder rattling your ground karma's on your scent like a bounty hunter karma's gonna track you down step by step from town to town sweet like justice karma is a queen karma takes all my friends to the summit karma is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me Okay, so where do you want to dive in? Um, good question. Let's just start off by talking about karma and what karma is. And then I guess you can like talk about how that relates to the song so perfectly. Yeah, teach us. Yes. Okay, so recently I've been obsessed with this idea of karma and just the topic overall because as you know Julia I'm taking a meditation teacher training course which is like 200 hours of my time 20 hours a week for 10 weeks and it's the principle and like the foundation of this training is on Buddhism ideologies and the Buddhist focus a lot on this idea of karma and prior to this training my perspective on karma was so different because I feel like here in the west and when I mean west I mean like the United States or North America I guess we view karma in such a negative connotation. Like, I know you've probably heard like, oh, karma's going to bite you in the ass. Karma's going to come get me. And although that is true, we focus too much on the negatives rather than the positives. And pretty much... The, the Buddhists view karma. This is a definition. According to the Buddhists and according to my teacher, karma is simply the conscious movements in our thoughts and what follows. Okay. And you're saying that a common misconception is just the focus on the negative aspects of karma or are there other common misconceptions on what karma is what i'm aware with is that it's it's there's just a negative um perspective on it 
is there what do you think is are there other I think how about I tell you what I think karma is without kind of conforming my prior notions of a karma is to what you just said but what I thought karma was was basically kind of like what comes around goes around you do something good good Mm -hmm. will come Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting because I think the idea of karma at least for me has gotten me into some pretty tricky situations for example say I'm in like a relationship with someone and I'm thinking about karma and I'm trying to be the best person I can be in a relationship and I'm thinking as long as I keep continuing in this and keep doing the best I can I'll somehow be able to turn the situation I'm in right now to be what I want it to be mm-hmm. in that situation and my prior conceived notion on what karma is how does that relate to what karma actually is I feel like with what you just said karma if you do something good in a, in a relationship karma will 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 thank you in that relationship is that what you're saying um kind of I think like the idea of always leading with love mm-hmm. and always trying to love somebody even though they may not be good for you and trying to make the love you're putting out somehow come back around to you in the form of that other person's actions I feel like you can't make karma work in your favor like that karma will come and get you when you're showing love and compassion for that human you're in a relationship with doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be shown that love and compassion in that relationship back especially if that human isn't being good to you but you will be shown love and compassion from the universe in other ways it doesn't have to be necessarily from that or in that relationship okay and so I think another thought I had in regards to karma is maybe like a time stamp like is there a time stamp on karma is it only within this lifetime or if you believe in like um multiple different lives can karma from your past life affect your current life yes for sure um although I don't want to get too deep into that because I don't know too much about how karma works with other past lives um I just know in in this life how karma is gonna play out for you pretty much if you're thinking good things and if you're wishing love and compassion on the world and on humans you're just going to see that reflected in your outer world you're going to see the world with more love you're going to feel more compassion you're gonna I don't know you're just going to see life in a more beautiful way I do agree with that I think that when you have a positive mindset so many other things are more vivid than they otherwise would be so in regards to karma 
and the universe and things happening I always think of how of the example of like a really good person coming down with cancer or yeah. an illness yeah are you, are you saying that like that's their karma no I think of how to me it's almost like an argument against karma of yeah. how can someone so good also be plagued with something so terrible yeah true um I would say maybe look into that person's history were you a smoker maybe that's your karma um did you eat like unhealthy your whole life are you eating you know not whole not whole raw foods rather processed your whole life that's your karma because that's how you treated your body um of course like that's a tough um question too and it's something that I constantly think about as well I I how is you know cancer and sickness and accidents like how can you say that's karma how is that your own fault um and there's this other buddhist notion called emptiness which is not what we're talking about at all but essentially these two things are what buddhists focus on karma and emptiness and how pretty much everything is empty in nature and the only reason things have meaning is because we self-impose meaning onto these things and to me it's like okay how about how are disease and sickness and accidents how are these empty in nature they're real life things so it's just there are things that I'm trying to wrap my mind around as I'm like learning and growing in the spiritual path um but yeah they're very complex things I feel like the average person probably wouldn't be able to wrap their mind around these concepts um because they are deep and they are profound and they require a lot of mental movements in your brain um but yeah I I I strive to like understand it fully one day yeah and I I don't fully understand it and I think that is one thing that's really cool about learning is how I don't think there's ever an end to it I think you'll always keep learning and gathering more information as time goes on and experiences too and I wonder in your life how has karma how have you seen karma in your life? Oh my God, I see karma all around me. Like I I go outside and I feel like I notice things more and just sounds and, and animals and nature and all these things that are just so beautiful and they're gifts to us from the universe. And for me, my karma is being able to be aware of that and and notice them rather than just like walking by and being on my phone and ignoring them. I don't know. I think I'm more like open to the world and more observant and seeing the awes and beauties of of what of what this universe gives us. I I think that is my karma. Wow, that's so amazing. And I think I what I find interesting is how 
when you think of karma, you think of nature. And so what does nature mean to you? I think nature's our home. I think, well, Mother Earth is our home, but I think nature is Mother Earth. Um, I feel like nature is, is constantly talking to us. We are just so busy and thinking and are in our minds every every second that we're not listening. I, to me, everything is connected, right? We are all one, all the, all the humans and all the animals and, and nature, everything, everything living is connected to me. Everything is one. And I feel like we are nature. We are like the birdies and we are the trees. And, and I feel a a very special uh, connection to them. And, um, I'm sorry, what was the question? (laughs) I feel like I'm ranting. No, you're so good. I think the question was something about how you relate karma to nature and why that is. Oh, to my own karma or, or just karma in general? In general. I think when you talk about karma to me, I kind of interpret it as a very like grounding feeling. Is that kind of what you're going for? Yes. And I also feel like karma, it kind of like makes me more relieved in a way because it does make me feel like I have a little bit more control in my life of how things go for me. I feel like this is an analogy we get in class a lot or in my training. The planting seeds, you've heard of this. (laughs) seeds the seed is your karma and whatever you're planting in your brain you're going to see it in your outer world in your external world so for example if you're walking down the street and you see a homeless man asking for money and although it's hard to give every homeless person you see in new york city money or food because there's a lot of them every day that you see so it's just hard But I think even like installing that thought of, oh, I wish this homeless person had money. I wish this homeless person didn't have to starve. I hope they find a meal. I hope they have a warm place to sleep. That is a karma that you're installing in your mind. That's a seed you're installing in your mind. And so for me, like that feels grounding. That feels safe. It's also like a seed of compassion that I'm that I'm installing in my in my in my brain in my mind and then later on I'm gonna feel compassion compassion from other humans and other people and I'll I'll see acts of compassion everywhere because that's what my what I'm choosing to to implant in my in my head yeah something you said in your previous answer was how we're too busy thinking and not listening and I really like that because I think that listening, you can listen to things outside yourself, like nature, like the wind, the birds, the animals, but also listening to yourself and Mm -hmm. what you're telling yourself, what kind of seeds are in your mind. And what does it mean when you're saying that the seeds are karma? Mm -hmm. So could you explain the definition of karma again just so I can understand that more 
Karma is essentially the conscious mental movements in your mind, the conscious wow. thoughts that you're making. Okay. And then seeing that unfold in your real life. Wow. Okay. That is so interesting. Okay. I think that really reveals a lot because I think before really understanding how karma is defined, I thought karma was an exterior force. Like mm. it was something that would happen to me when in fact it's actually from inside. Exactly. That is so just powerful to realize. Exactly. And I think that's that's kind of comforting in a way because it it if you're a person who does take um like accountability in things then that can make you really accountable and and make you feel like you are in control essentially yeah so in the song karma by taylor swift and how she describes it how are her lyrics parallel to how you and buddha describes karma yeah i think her chorus um it starts like because karma is my boyfriend karma is a god karma is the breeze in my hair on the weekend karma is a relaxing thought pretty much sums up exactly what we were just saying just in like a poetic beautiful way karma is all over you everything that you're seeing like in this chair you're sitting in right now the bedroom that you're in karma got you there you are there because of karma. And she's saying karma's her boyfriend. Karma is her boyfriend. She got her, she has her boyfriend because of maybe the self or her fiance, I think now. She I'm assuming that's who she's talking about. Um Kar- karma's her boyfriend. Probably like the seeds of self-love and self-respect. Um, karma is the breeze on my hair on the weekend. That's just so beautiful. It's just talking about like the connection she's having and seeing the beauty in nature and seeing the beauty in things and beauty in life. That's a seed that she put in her brain. Um, and then she goes like, aren't you, aren't you envious that for you it's not? Which of course, like, again, like we're talking about the positives and this could also be negative too. But if you're, if you're feeding yourself negative things and being bad to people and, and talking shit and gossiping and, always talking bad on on yourself well that's your karma (laughs) you're not seeing the beauty like like in these lyrics that she's talking about yeah that's so amazing what kind of karma seed have you been working on and trying to grow and nurture Ooh, that's a good question (sighs) oh my gosh that's such a good question um well overall always and in general I'm always building that seed of love and compassion for humans in my mind um just like trying to like not judge I think that's like the number one just just trying to not judge people for the way they talk, for the way they dress, for the way they look, for the way they express, for the way that they, yeah, I'm just, I'm constantly 
just trying to stop trying to feed these perceptions because these perceptions are just coming from me and not from the other person that's a whole nother thing too but overall I'm just trying to 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 build seeds of love and compassion for humans and, and trying to judge less and hate less that's so great and I really respect you saying that because I think even coming to that point of self-realization is so hard mm-hmm. I think that I've experienced it where I'm like, no, I don't judge. I'm so open-minded. And to really accept that I am a human and there are things that I'm working on, it's so powerful. And it's like the first step in becoming a better person. And I completely relate to that. And I think what's really interesting is that judging not is not only just about other people, but it's also about like judging yourself, like things that you're maybe really hard on yourself for. Yeah. Um, not to get bo- super Buddhisty in this um in this podcast, but a lot of my life for the past month has been about this and what we're talking about. Um, but this idea of how things are empty in nature, right? Like we are placing meaning onto things, like. For example, just so you can understand better what I mean by this. And this is another example given to me by my teacher. A pen. Think of a pen. I A pen's a, like far away in the desk, but a pen. To a human, a pen is something you can write with and has ink, and correct? Mm-hmm. But to a dog, a pen is not that. A pen is a chew toy. Two completely different interpretations, meanings, perspectives, And that's exactly how it works in life with anything. Mm -hmm. And so, and that goes with, 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 with people too. Like if we think our boss is a bitch or whatever, that's because we low key think we're a bitch. Like the perception that we have on other people is not real. It's coming from your mind. So somewhere in there, you planted a seed that you thought you were a bitch. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's this quote that I hear of like how relationships are a mirror or everyone's a mirror. So whatever you're perceiving is a part of yourself which I think is really interesting and it's something that I'm always really thinking about whenever I feel like a strong emotion. I'm like, why am I feeling that? And that really is just calling for just like self-reflection. Yep. Meditation, which is the perfect way to really dig deep and self-reflect because that's when you can really just have how you can organize your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And something else you said that I thought was really interesting was how the pen anecdote and analogy of how whatever you perceive is going to be different mm-hmm. and Brene Brown love her so wonderful and I think you probably know this but it's like the idea of how language is so important and just because somebody acts a certain way doesn't mean you can understand them correctly because and I think the example that Brene Brown uses is like sadness presents itself in so many different ways Mm -hmm. somebody can want to self-isolate when they're sad somebody can want comfort when they're sad but because they're acting in two different ways you will perceive it differently 
and yeah. therefore read the situation and the person differently because of your experiences and how you're perceiving everything and this gets so meta for me because I'm like at the end of the day like what is the point like if I'm not gonna understand anything and everything's just a mirror of me like Mm -hmm. that's so confusing it's really crazy because I feel like the more you understand other people the more you understand yourself which is crazy it's true it's true like like I was saying earlier we are all one we literally are we're all connected and we're all reflections of each other and you're a reflection of me I am a reflection of you all the beauty that I see in you are things that I naturally see in myself too and vice versa it's yeah it's it's really cool and I'm sure we could like use more um like smarter words (laughs) to describe all of this but yeah yeah that's so insightful and I'm really glad you brought that up because I've learned so much from you on a spiritual level because I find myself feeling timid to kind of submerge myself in like the spiritual aspect because I just really don't understand it and to have you as kind of like a spiritual guide has taught me so much and I think that the idea of karma is so relevant to modern day society life because I've seen so many different forms of the idea of karma Mm -hmm. being talked about without anybody calling it karma and I think Mm -hmm. that it's it's unifying in that way because just because we don't use the same word doesn't mean that we're all kind of having the same idea and understanding of life yeah again this is the buddhist perspective on it um and to me it's the only way i've really been able to understand it and incorporate it into my everyday life um and again this is literally what the religion just focuses on (laughs) it's just karma like these buddhists can talk about this for hours and um I'm sure there's many books apparently the books the Buddhists have tons of books and I'm sure there are many books that just go in depth about this absolutely so you talk a lot about Buddhism and as an individual myself I have gravitated to Buddhism for so many reasons I've really enjoyed reading quotes I've never really read a Buddhist book but I've read a lot of quotes that have really resonated with me one that has stuck with me for a really long time is life is suffering Mm -hmm. and you have to choose what type of suffering you want to live Mm -hmm. and that has always stuck with me because I kind of like how Buddhism doesn't try to pretend that life is easy because it's really hard. (laughs) I like that radical honesty. And so my question for you is, well, I have two questions. First, what is your favorite Buddhist quote and why? (laughs) And then also, 
tell me about your spirituality journey and why you began on it in the first place. Okay. Um, I have one. It's um, from Ram Das. Let me find it. Yeah, I feel like I definitely need to read a Buddhist book. But I oh. feel like I've read books that have been inspired by Buddhist philosophy. In fact, I feel like a lot of books have been inspired by Buddhist philosophy. I don't know I just why I haven't read a Buddhist text. Yeah, I feel like a lot of um, modern spirituality is um, inspired by Buddhism because yeah. because before this I, I I wasn't a Buddhist I wasn't reading Buddhist um, teachings um, I you know the content that I got on spirituality was honestly from the internet um, and um so when I went into this class and started actually learning about Buddhism, I I I realized that I I did know a lot about these things, but um, I I wasn't learning them from, you know, these with these Buddhist terms and these Buddhist Buddhist perspectives. But overall, like I think the theme was very similar, um, and yeah, I think a lot of spirituality is just based on buddhism and hinduism too mm -hmm. a lot of hinduism is um like based on love and compassion and yeah on the quote hold on let me get this quote for you um let me try to find it okay and you don't have to answer this while you're looking but i wonder do you identify more as someone who's spiritual or as someone who follows buddhist practices i'm gonna say someone who is spiritual i um um i don't know if i want to be a buddhist um because um i just don't want to fall under any labels of religion um I think a lot of the way I, I perceive life and a lot of my values go hand in hand or align with these philosophies of Buddhism um mainly because that's what I'm learning right now but I don't know I don't think I would ever like vow myself or because when you become a Buddhist, you have to say a bunch of vows and it's like a whole ceremony. I don't think I would ever do that. Okay. Okay. Um, actually, this is not, I found a quote and it's not by Ram Dass. It's actually by Lao Tzu, 600 BC. Um, basically, the quote is, watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. Wow. No, I totally recognize that quote. And I remember hearing that quote for the first time too. And I was like, wow, 
that's so true like all those little things add up into something bigger and something I like to think about is like how every single day it's just a day but if you do something every single day soon that's a week and then it's a month and then soon it's a lifestyle so yeah and that's karma (laughs) that's amazing wow okay so now on your spirituality journey Mm. and whatever you'd like to share oh how did I get into it yeah yeah um I think my spirituality journey started when I was like really young I I was I was born into a Catholic family um so I did grow up going to church I grew up going to CCD class which CCD is like you go to you go to school like you go to like Catholic school once a week for like an hour or two to talk about Jesus and the Bible so that you can like get your communion and get your confirmation basically that's why you go to CCD so that you are able to do these ceremonies as a Catholic and um to me that was always important like my grandma would would teach me and my sister prayers and I would pray every night and that's spiritual so and to me it was super important just to have the connection with God whatever that meant to me at the time and not that my family was super religious they weren't at all like it's not like my mom was was following the Bible. We were living our life towards the Bible or if my parents even spoke about the Bible ever. No, not really. A lot of what I learned was from these classes and from my grandma. Um, and then you just get older and you realize like Christianity as a whole is, is an organization with a really fucked up past I'm sorry I don't know if I can curse on this podcast you can I have been anyway um and that Christianity Christianity's what it's founded on it's 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 not good I mean we learn in school literally we learn in school that back in the olden ages we had to pay to get into heaven we were feeding people these 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 crazy stories for what for money because the catholic church wanted money and i'm pretty sure the catholic church is like the wealthiest organization in the world and because they're a religion they don't get taxed so they're like ultra rich Mm -hmm. oh my goodness yes so that's why i don't want to define myself as a catholic because i i don't like the values and also like you know Catholics focus a lot about sinning and having to like purify your sins to a priest. And I don't know, I feel like a lot of that is based on judging and judging you and judging. Like God's going to judge you. God's not going to love you because you have sex before marriage. God's not going to love you because you're gay. God's not going to love you because you use his name in vain. Like that's just what the religion is based on. So much fear and so much hey and it's 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 not love and if you really if you really read the 
the Bible, Jesus wasn't about that at all. Jesus was about loving and giving to the homeless people and loving people. And I feel like just humans turned that around and, and made it into something that it never was. Um, so again, Jesus, Jesus is the homie. Jesus is cool. We love Jesus. It's just Catholics. <laughs> I don't ruin things. Um, and anyway, so then you just, I just got older. I didn't identify with the church anymore. And then I went through a breakup that was kind of like fucked up. And it made me want to start um, that journey of like, getting enlightened and meditating and and self-love and then COVID happened and then we were just home every day and this is literally what I would do just read books on spirituality and raising your consciousness and I was literally meditating every single day and I mean like meditating is a is a spiritual act spiritual act and the more that you do it the more the more you start to see that we are one and that's very spiritual and um and yeah and now I'm at a journey where I've I've been meditating for the past three years or in, on this journey for the past three years and I felt like it was it was my my calling or my duty to give back and so I'm in this meditation teacher training and I I want to give that gift of meditation to humans because it's helped me so much. And I just want to be able to do that for others. That's so amazing. And as someone who has meditated with Juliana, I can say that she's a great meditation teacher. Meditate for like five minutes. <laughs> no, it felt so good. I I meditated. I'll tell the story to everyone else who loves me. But I meditated for like 40 minutes. It was a guided meditation. And I ended up having just a wave of anxiety. And I texted Juliana like right afterwards. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was at a meditation class. And I had this huge wave of anxiety. Not really what I expected. I feel like a lot of the times meditation is associated with calmness and just feeling relaxed. And I was sitting in my seat my foot was like asleep and I was also super anxious so not having the best time but Juliana was like no that's okay if you feel anxious it's just a sign that you need to work on areas of yourself and I thought <laughs> the first thought that I knew in mind was wow that is so depressing <laughs> but really it's just it really is just a sign that there are so many things I need to work on and it shouldn't be something that scares me or deters me but something that inspires me to really go all in on my journey of betterment because something you said actually that like it made me smile was like no like what do you want to do like wake up when you're 50 and realize you have so much work you have to do like the fact that you're realizing this now is so such a great opportunity and I think that is such a great statement to say because I think any journey is super daunting at first but just realizing that you are starting it now and that your future self will thank you it's just a good sentiment to have. Yeah. Yes. Um, overall, meditation, for those who are listening and don't really know it or understand it or have like 
misconceptions on it. Pretty much meditation is just a tool that you use to straighten, strengthen your mind. Um, so, you know, we go to the gym to straighten our, to strengthen our bodies, right? Well, this is like a gym, but for your mind, you're straining your mind, you're making it more sharp, more clear. Um, you can focus better. You can organize your thoughts and not like overthink and have this constant worry and anxiety because when you're meditating, you're literally just focusing on the present. And what is the present? Your breath. And that's all that matters. Breath is, 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 is the essence of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something that I really liked when you were guiding my meditation was how you basically like held my hand the whole way through and that you made it super simple. I feel like I've done a lot of like YouTube video guided meditations and they make the breathing thing like super confusing. They're like, mm-hmm. like breathe in five times and out for three counts and then like turn around eight times like I don't know they make it so crazy and then when you we were doing the meditation I was just like it's just one and two and that's all you need to do yeah then the way you did more like of a visualizing meditation I thought was so much fun like it was kind of like a little mind journey Mm -hmm. and what's crazy is that even though I was just visualizing things in my mind like my body was still feeling it as if it was like actually happening and that's just the power of the mind yep yeah I that's why you have to find a teacher that you connect with and it's really all about knowing your audience like you can be a teacher walking into a classroom and you have no idea, you know nothing about your students. You don't know where they are mentally. You don't know where they are in their spiritual journey. And so that's why you had that experience at NYU where this teacher solemnly focused on the breath, which is like her focus for the meditation was the breath, which um, I actually learned a couple weeks ago that if you breathe in the wrong way, your your mind um, correlates that with like hyperveiling, which causes anxiety, which is, I feel like, what happened to you. Oh my gosh, maybe. Yeah. And um, personally, I just love visualizing because I love getting creative and I love being in my own reality. And um, I know a lot of people like that, too. And for me, those are the type of meditations I'm probably going to be doing all the time because they're fun and where you can take your mind is limitless. And yeah, I'm so glad. And also, like, I knew you and I knew what you needed in the moment. And (laughs) yeah. Yeah, no, it was such a good meditation. And I, yeah, you're right. The way you breathe is such a core part of how you feel and I imagine that maybe I was just breathing wrong for my meditation but it was also one of those meditations that was it was like 40 minutes long it wasn't very guided in the sense that really the only guiding we had was at the beginning Mm -hmm. and then we had like five minutes of absolute silence in the middle and I I don't know. I think I sometimes do get a little bit anxious when I let my mind wander. Um, 
but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's normal. It's I mean it's it's a hundred percent normal. Your mind is always thinking a thought. My my teacher gave us this 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 um number. It's like every like 0.000067 seconds your mind thinks of a new thought wow and um so it's literally impossible to not think when you're meditating because our minds are always doing that but what is important is learning how to um arrange those thoughts and like really depends on what you're focusing on the meditation but let's say you're 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 single focused on the breath, like seeing when the thought arises and just like pushing it to the side and coming back to that one concentration. Um, and that's how you learn, like, that's how you learn to like organize your thoughts, literally. And then you'll see that in your real life and you're able to stop that overthinking and, and the worrying and the anxiousness because you're constantly practicing how to like stop those thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's such a great skill to have. Yeah, and it's hard. It's really hard. It's really, really hard. I know that. So but hard. like yeah. anything you do that that requires effort is hard. Yeah. On a scale of zero to ten, zero being beginner, ten being master, mm. what level of meditation are you at? Mm. Um, maybe like a a four or five. Mm-hmm. That's pretty humble, I would say. Yeah, because I definitely, I definitely am a beginner. I've only been doing this for like three years, but in comparison to like where I was three years ago, I know so much more, and I'm I do so much more. So I'm definitely not a master. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just say that because. I the way I perceive you I'm always like Juliana is just so spiritual like I she teaches me so much and compared to you like I just like I feel like I'm your student yeah 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 and that's awesome I I love that I well that's why I'm going to school (laughs) or (laughs) doing this training so that I I I can learn how to teach people this <laughs> this practice um do I get friend discount or can Kat and I get a Groupon discount to I your classes I can't with you <laughs> I, you know what you should do you should do like a Central Park that would be so fun <laughs> a Central Park meetup where you just invite like anyone who wants to come to do uh, meditation. <laughs> I I want to do that so bad. Like I am already thinking of like doing like group like once a month group meditations and like once I have my apartment, like I'll invite people and they could be like dinner parties and we could do like meditation and we could also do like other fun like journaling and like arts and crafts and like just like fun little cutesy activities you know I'm like beaming right now I'm so excited for that future but like where in the future do you see that happening oh soon when I once I get my own apartment like I next year you're you're having your own apartment is that your plan my plan 
yes my plan when I'm done with this Airbnb is to go home for like a month two max save up money save up more money because I'm I'm paying like a, like I'm paying rent right now pretty much and so it's kind of hard to save up but once I'm home I don't have to spend money on anything so I'll be able to save up and I want to get an apartment at least by February March and um yeah because I've realized that I do want to be in the city I love being here and I feel like I've been making a community with um with just everyone that I've been meeting like from my training and like I just have friends and just like dating and everything like things are just like looking really good for me and I don't want to leave and I want an apartment and also like I just want my own space because I am thankful for this Airbnb but this is not my like this is not my home like I want my own space that I can decorate on my own and like have my own big bed and just like have a bigger space and yeah and cook whenever I want and shit whenever I want and do whatever I want no I love that for you yeah yeah that karma seed is planted I'm rooting for you so excited that's so crazy because I feel like the one of the last major transitions you had in your life was last spring when that one night we hung out and you're like I don't know if I'm ever coming back to the city and I literally was like no that's such a lie you're coming back to the city and I feel like I just, I just couldn't see a future without you not being in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I think at that point, I was just like, in a bad place. I was, I was planting a lot of negative seeds in my mind. And that's what I was seeing in my 3D life with everything. Literally, the men that I was dating, shit, the just I wasn't we weren't finding apartments we applied to like six apartments and we got declined to buy all of them like it was just like such a bad time but oh my god I'm in such a better place now just mentally and in my life I'm just yeah yeah no I have I feel like there is like a commonality in both of our mindsets at that time because that time when you were getting rejected by all the apartments of all the apartments I was getting rejected from all my internships oh, <laughs> and like God. I feel like now we're like more grounded in our lives and we're just overall happier than last spring <laughs> oh my god a hundred percent hundred percent I'm really glad we reflected on the past because now like in our present we can be like well like we made it we're here yeah so to end well, I guess before I end this episode, is there anything else you would like to add about like karma, spirituality? Yes, just meditate, please. I feel like every, every human being in this world meditated, world peace would be a thing. Yeah. So thank you for adding that. And I think to end this episode, because we were able to reflect on our past, I think it would be really fun to end this episode by planting karma seeds into our future okay you can go first um I want to plant the seed of rejoicing and being grateful for where we are right now in our lives and 
just being less hard on ourselves and just be truly in the moment and just yeah just being grateful and 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 telling ourselves that we deserve where we are right now because I feel like we're good people and we spread beautiful karma to everyone and to the world and we deserve all good things and just being present and grateful because gratitude is being in the present moment right and and when you are in that state of gratitude you don't need anything else you don't desire anything else so yeah those are my seeds that's so beautiful I think I'm going to echo you on gratitude. The seed of gratitude is just so important to me. And also the seed of being determined. I feel like because I'm about to graduate, I really just need to be strong in my work ethic and getting a job. And just figuring out my entire life, basically. <laughs> so those are the two seeds I'm planting. I love that. I was literally in your position a year ago. I know. I, and I, I witnessed was, it. I was so anxious. And there things turned out pretty good for me. I got a, a well-paying job in a creative and happy atmosphere. And... I'm here in New York and I don't know I look at that as a <laughs> maybe as like hope I guess like no, it, absolutely. It, works it works out even though if it doesn't feel like it in the moment yeah no I think I I do look up to you in that way because you have such a great situation right now and I remember the anxiety you were feeling last year yeah everything's gonna be okay everything's gonna be amazing and just keep believing that it will be because again you're planting that seed and it will be (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for being interviewed on this podcast and thank you so much I was really hoping that you enjoyed this process and I would love to have you on again anytime I feel like these are just like it was just having a conversation with you because this is, these are our <laughs> type of conversations anyway that is very true yeah <laughs> all right bye. bye thank you so much this is so fun